a business building warrior. I've got an episode today where we get into the weeds just a little bit on if you need a repricer or not. If you're selling on Amazon and you've got a whole bunch of products and you're trying to sell as much of them as you can at the best price you can, at some point, the process of raising your prices and lowering your prices and trying to stay competitive and win the buy box as often as possible, well, it gets tedious. And we found there's many repricers in the industry, actually, but we found the one that I'm using. This is the one we use on our account for well over a thousand ASINs that we sell. And we love them. These guys are great. They've been doing this a long time. We're about to hear from a couple guys that run the company and run the marketing department for Equal. It's spelled, it will look in the show notes. <laughs> we'll explain it in the episode too. But Bequil is a repricer that has artificial intelligence built into their strategies that they use to raise and lower your prices. It's not just a matter of lowering the price by a penny to beat your competitor, setting up basic rules. They actually have some very intelligent settings. There's actually five different settings within their system that you can go from anywhere from aggressive, super aggressive, like let's just sell as many as we can, even if we have to drop the price up to, hey, I'm willing to take my time. I want a higher margin. I want to raise the price fairly aggressively if it means I'm going to make more money over time. And we use both those settings in our system. But they have a really cool offer they've put together for us at silentgym.com slash repricer. You'll hear us talking about that again at the very end of today's episode. Silentgym.com slash repricer, R-E-P-R-I-C-E-R, to help automate repricing your inventory. Now, if you take advantage of that opportunity that they've got set up, they've given us a better deal than they've ever given any other audience before, any other customers before. They're giving you a thousand AI setups for free. That's an incredible offer. So if you sign up, you get their highest level artificial intelligence monitoring on up to a thousand ASINs completely free. And they've got a live webinar that they'll do with all their new customers as they come on board once a month. I think they said they do it where you can get in answer your questions live, work with their team live. It's a really sweet offer, full 30 day free trial of their software. And again, this isn't me presenting them as a sponsor of the show. This is me helping solve a very real world problem that many, many people in our community have. And that is adjusting their prices up and down frequently. Now, in full transparency, if you were to go to our full team of 100 coaches and content creators, our administrators, the leaders in our community, and you would say, hey, what repricer do you use? You're going to get a handful of answers. But these guys have been doing it a long time. This is the repricer that I personally use on my account. Other leaders, great leaders in our community, use different ones. We could have easily gone to and worked with them. And we might at some point, but these guys have some really special stuff happening right now. And they've made a beautiful offer to our community. So I'm going to bring them to you. We've never talked about repricers before on this show. So this is the first time. We're going to go meet Eric and Samuel in just a moment. I'm going to have them explain. And we'll start from the kind of a ground floor explanation of what is a repricer, who needs it. And then we'll get into the weeds a little bit on some of the more complex scenarios that you can run into, such as you know wiggling your price around and it, what are some of the daily and weekly tasks that you need to do, even if you're using a repricer. So we do get off into the deep end a little bit for those of us who have established businesses. So it's a little bit of everything for you today. If you've never sold on Amazon or you have only just a few listings and you're just getting started, Really, all you need to take away from today's episode is a good repricer pays for itself. 
once you find yourself spending a significant amount of time adjusting your prices up and down on a regular basis, that's when it's time to get a repricer. Go to silentgym.com slash repricer to see the deal that Bequil has set up for us today. So let's get Sam, Samuel and Eric on the line right now. Two really great guys. I had a great time hanging out with them and it was the middle of the night for them, which was pretty cool. I mean, 12 hour difference. It's hard to find a good time on the calendar when you're dealing with a 12 hour difference on the time schedule. They're exactly on the other side of the planet, but they stayed up late, did a great episode with us. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. So let's jump over and get them on the line right now. So Eric and Samuel, welcome to the show. Good to have you guys. It's fantastic to be here, Jim. And we're also so happy to be with all the business warriors here. There you go, man. Thanks for the shout out. Yeah. That's our tagline. All the business building warriors, man, which I count, I count you guys in the ranks. You're out there building businesses and serving people well, well done. But we got Eric and Samuel here. Samuel, why don't we start with you? I mean, this is a show today about repricers. So just take us through what is a repricer and who is equal? Just, you know, from a high level, talk us through it. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm the brand evangelist for the company. And then I, we got Eric, our global marketing senior global Hi, marketing manager here. Yeah. And then we work with a lot of different experts and a lot of different sellers, industry leaders who are repricing all the time. And they use Bequel. And just to give you some feet, you know, just give you some information about Bequel, uh, our company has been founded, was founded in 2011. And uh, we're part of the Marketplace Development Council. So we've been in the business for more than 10 years, helping people reprice. And we have uh, hundreds of thousands of customers historically in the past. And we also have been helping people repricing for billions of dollars already on Amazon. So we're well, um, we're well approved on, on Trustpilot, on uh, a web retailer, and also on all these other different platforms. You can go out and you can look up uh, our reputation. Uh, so we, we've been in the business for a long time. Beautiful. And, and for those who maybe don't even know, I, we've used a word that's new to them today, repricer. You know, what, what is that? Just hit the basic level. If, if I'm selling on Amazon and I don't know what a repricer is, talk me through it. Okay. Well, a repricer is actually really simple. Yeah, a repricer basically changes the price of, on the seller's behalf. So you have a min price and you set a max price and these act as uh, the safeguards. And then when you set the prices, and then you set a rule, then the rule will bring you between your mins and your max. And it really depends on what you want to do, uh, whether you want to get more sales or you want to have a higher per unit profits. So it's really about finding that right balance to maximize the total amount of profits that you get. Yes. And then the main, main purpose of a repricer is to help you win the buy box. So you know to, to understand this, you want to know what is a, what is the buy box, right? The buy box is when you're on any of the Amazon listings, Amazon sometimes, most of the time rewards the buy box of certain sellers. So if you have the buy box, uh, you get about 80 to 85% of your sales. And there's all these different variables that goes into winning the buy box. You, know, you have to be a professional seller, different fulfillment types, you know, the selling price. So it's really complicated because all of these different variables and, and nobody really knows how to crack the Amazon algorithm for getting the buy box. But we've done a lot of research and we've identified you know, some of the variables that have a very high degree of impact, such as the fulfillment method. Because definitely, if you're using FBA and against FBM, then Amazon's going to reward the people who are using their services, uh, who's using their warehouses. 
and then also the selling price, and then also the shipping, uh, where you're shipping from. So these are the, some of the main factors. And we've taken all of these factors and we put them into our AI repricer to help you get the buy box easier, yeah, to get it faster, easier than before. I love it. And we've, we've got a lot to unpack in what you just said. And, and I'm following you very well, but I have to keep an ear for the sellers in our community and maybe some of the new folks looking at this business and thinking, okay, what is this? So let me just throw out a couple basics and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, guys. But uh, a repricer isn't something you need day one if you're going to sell on Amazon. It's something you need. I think typically we tell our folks after you're doing a few thousand dollars a month, you've got, you're coming up on a hundred ASINs or so, or you're finding yourself spending a lot of time repricing your products and you kind of want to, you want to automate that. And like you said, Samuel, it's a matter of maximizing your return. Basically, you may want to, you're happy selling at a lower price with high volume or you can set your repricer to do that, or you want to wait maximize your returns and you're okay selling it maybe less often, but you're trying to get that buy box, which I love the statistic you shared about 80 to 85% of all sales go through the buy box, which leaves a lot of sales that happen outside the buy box, which we see all the time on a lot of our products. But we have well over a thousand products, just to use a specific example. And my mom's in the process right now of using your guys' education to get some of our settings up to where they need to be so that we can maximize and move our products. Uh, in here, let me just give one other little basic piece. You know, we all do this all day, every day, but for the listener's sake, if you're selling a product and there's five or 10 or 30 other people selling it, you got to monitor your price to stay competitive. You don't have to be the lowest price. And I think we need to emphasize that as well. But you do want to be in the competitive range where you're getting a piece of the buy box as Amazon rotates. So having a repricer, and this is where we step into your arena of expertise, gives you some serious advantages. And so I think we've kind of identified who needs it and what it's for, but I want to step into some of what makes what you guys do different and better, because you do have some competitors out there. Where do you stand in the marketplace? What gives you guys an advantage? What are some of the things that you guys are doing? I'll start out and then I'll let um, Eric jump in there. And then you're absolutely right. Like uh, when people have maybe over a hundred listings would say typically really depends on what you're selling but usually over $5,000 of monthly revenue. And I know for your replan program, you know, you start building up small and then you get to around $10,000 and then you move up from there as you get more and more sales. And then so for a repricer, when you're up to about $10,000 monthly, then it is a good time to use the AI repricer. And let me explain to you why. Because uh, for the repricer, and we've seen from our statistics that it would help you maybe increase the buy box uh, from maybe 12 to 20%. Uh, and then so let's, let's do an example. Let's say you have $10,000 of monthly sales and you want to increase your profits, right? So you want to determine whether or not you should invest into a repricer or not. And then it's a business decision. It's about investing into a software that's going to get you more ROI. So when you first start out, you might not have a repricer, but uh, naturally, when you don't have the time to do all the repricing and when your business grow and as you scale up to the next level, then you definitely need a repricer. In our example, let's say uh, you have $10,000 of sales and you increase the buy box after using a repricer by maybe around 10%. But then your sales might increase maybe by 8% because uh, you, might, uh, have, you might get some lower prices but when you're repricing a lot more to get the buy box. Uh, so then you make another $800, 
right? And then so that $800 is going to easily cover your investment for a repricer. Now, back to what you said, you know, how are we different than our competitors? Yeah. How are we different, Eric? What do you think? Yeah, I think yeah. we need to talk about the competitors a bit. And we do realize that a lot of um, Amazon sellers do use repricers to compete and to try and win the buy box since 80 to 85% of the sales happen in the buy box. And even though there's a Amazon you know, buy box rotation happening, the longer you are in the buy box, the more sales you are bound to make. So um, we do suggest people to um, use a repricer in that regards. However, not all repricers are built equal. And for example, algorithmic, which we call it rule-based repricers, they may perform inferior in some aspects compared to an AI repricer like the one we provide right now. So when um, new competitors are coming in to your listings and try to sell against what you are selling as well, um, you know, as a new competitor, sometimes a rule-based repricer, algorithmic repricers, just don't react as well compared to your AI repricers. And I think that's why AI is so great in repricing optimally for a lot of the Amazon sellers. And if they have a lot of um, very competitive listings, so AI excels in that aspect. Also, for example, um, some sellers, they may struggle in finding the, uh, the optimal rule in you know, repricing the listings because they need to come up with strategies, you know, how to um, drop down a, you know, a cent or two compared to FBM and how to increase the price up for, um, for example, maybe FBA sellers. AI does owe that automatically. So it's, it's really tailor-made for all the Amazon sellers who require that you know, extra horsepower in getting their buy box more efficiently just because AI can do that you know, itself. And you know, the sellers doesn't need to set up very complicated, complicated rules for different competitors. The AI could do that automatically because it has machine learning. It can learn the uh, markets. It would know the market trends, the sales trends, and also it would know the historical prices so that it would um, try and reprice into the buy box at the price that's the most profitable. And then just to um, add on to that, so how are we different from uh, you know, the competitors? Because you're right, you know, there's different competitors in this uh, industry, and many of their customers have you know, moved on, moved to Bequal. And the reason, as Eric mentioned, is because we have AI. So we are the leaders in AI repricer. Uh, we're affordable. And so we're affordable AI repricer. There's other competitors out there that have hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to get into using the AI repricer uh, because it takes a lot of investment, a lot of resources just to create the AI. Mm. But we offer it at a price point that is affordable to most of the sellers. Yeah. And we're able to do that because we have a large customer base. That's right. And something that also differentiates us from other people is we actually have a team of AI engineers. So we have an in-house team of engineers that can continue to develop. So if, if our audience, if you have a good idea, you can tell us and then we can make it happen. We can improve the rules, uh, but we've done a lot of research already. And we also offer five AI rules that you know is dependent on your sales and also your profit. So our software, you know, definitely it's affordable AI because we want to help all the different sellers. We've been in the business for more than ten years. Uh, we also have a very you know innovative uh, technology. So you you started talking about the five rules, some of these AI rules that that you guys have said. Can you give me an example of one of those 
you know, we don't have to get into the nerdy details, but what kind of thing are you monitoring? What are you looking for that gives me an advantage that I couldn't do myself? Like while I'm sleeping, the repricer is doing what specifically? What's it looking for? What's it responding to? Talk me through a, a real world scenario, if you will. Sure, sure. Okay, let's use an example. Let's say I'm selling some chocolates that I got for a special deal. And then, but there's a lot of people who are selling the same chocolates. So I got these from Walmart or um, from somewhere else. And then it's repricing down. So there's a lot of competitors. Maybe we're thinking about maybe 20 competitors in the market space. And then it starts repricing down and it goes down by a penny. It keeps going down. And then finally, I get the buy box. And then now I've set it to, you know, to go up, to raise the price. So let's, if you're using a rule base, you need to set the amount that you raise. You can set by a percentage or by a certain amount. So it slowly raise it. And then once I lose the buy box, then it will lower the price again. So that would be a rule base. That's how it would act. But with the AI, I can immediately get down to the price where I'll get the buy box. So I'll get the buy box a lot faster. Uh, than the rule base. And once I get the buy box, I'll start to incrementally reprice up. And I won't reprice up just by a certain percentage or by a certain a number that I've set. I will go up by the amount that I could still hold the buy box. And that really depends on which uh, AI rule you pick. So I'm just going to share my screens for the audience who, uh, and then for, for most of the audience who are on the podcast, I'm going to be very descriptive. I'm going to go through this so that you can clearly understand. Yeah, so, so we so have those who are five listening, listening only yeah. too. I just want to say, if you go to silentgym.com, we'll put a picture of this graphic that Samuel's showing if you're listening, but if you're on YouTube, you see it now, but if you don't see it, there's a link in the show notes to show the graphic that Samuel has on the screen here. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. So uh, we have five different AI rules and they, they come from the most aggressive on the left-hand side to the least aggressive. And then what that means uh, when I say aggressive is how much you know, do they lower the price by when they go for the buy box? And then once they get the buy box, uh, how often does it raise it back up? So with the five AI rules, the five AI rules, you know, we, we call them AI sales maximizer because that its purpose is to maximize your sales. And then, then we have the AI sales booster. And then, then in the middle, we have the AI equalizer, which puts emphasis on both your sales and also your profits. Then we have the AI profit booster which focuses more on profit. And then, then we have the AI profit maximizer that maximizes on, your, on the profit per unit that you'll get. So then the question comes like, how do you pick which of these rules, right? So it really depends what your goal is. So if your goal is to have higher sales you know, or, or whether it is to have higher per unit profits. So if, if you want to get, I'll give you an example. Like it also depends on how much stock that you have. Uh, do you have a lots of stock or do you have just a little stock for that product? And then are you starting to incur long-term storage fees? So let's go back to my example about the chocolates. So let's say I had the chocolates and they're going to expire soon. So I need to liquidate the product. Otherwise, Amazon's going to sell it out for me. Uh, they're going to liquidate it for me after about 50 days. Or you may even go perish. No, yeah, perishable, even right? it's perishable. It may go, go bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, or maybe you're doing a tropicals and then, um, you know, the expiry date is coming up and you still have a lot of stock. So in that scenario, we might pick a more aggressive AI rule, like the AI sales maximizer. That's going to aggressively try to sell this product. It's going to move more toward the, your min price. And then once 
it gets the buy box and it will continue to hold around there. Uh, it, won't, it, go, it won't go back up too high. So you continue to hold that. So you're you know, getting the buy box a lot more and you're maximizing your sales. Now let's go to the other example. So let's say uh, you know, Halloween's coming around the corner. There's cyber, there, there's black, there's- uh, Yeah, Black Friday, Black Cyber Friday, Monday, right? Cyber yeah. Monday, and then, then also Christmas is coming. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as, as we know, there's a, there's a shortage. And you've talked about this in some of your episodes as well. There's a shortage. Uh, the container you know, expenses are a lot, a lot more now. And so I have a bunch of toys that I've, that I've sourced. And I know that these toys, uh, they're going to be high in demand. I've checked the keep it charts. I look at Camel, Camel, Camel. I know that these toys are hot products and they're going to sell. Then I'm going to pick a rule, uh, AI rule, that's going to maximize their per unit profit uh, rather than going in for the sales right away. So uh, I would wait. Uh, it would slowly sell off my stock, but it's going to price it at a higher price. And the AI is going to do that for me. Uh, and so to keep pricing up as well. So another example, let's say um, I'm selling just uh, groceries. Maybe I'm selling uh, health products. So these have, uh, you know, maybe there's the bestseller rank is within 50,000. Uh, so these products are also, you know, decent. They also sell decent. But, and then there's, there's not a, there's a healthy amount of competitors. Uh, so it's not more than 20. Uh, then for this product, I might put it on a AI equalizer because I know it's going to sell but I know the prices are not going to be increasing uh, later on. So I want to sell the product so I can, uh, you know, I can flip my products. I could get an inventory turnover. So a lot of the replens that uh, you mentioned in your courses, you know, a lot of them will go on the AI equalizer. And then if, for, our, for all our users, if you're not sure, you can start out with the AI equalizer and then, then you can move it to more aggressive or less aggressive. And then what about the sell-through rate, Eric? What, what, what do you think? Like the, the other way too? Yeah, I do think the sell-through rate also works on the equalizers because um, the equalizer setting is more of a middling settings. It's a, it's a balanced one. So some people may not know how well the items want to be sold for, how fast they want to sell those items because sales velocity does get taken into account for the um, buy box acquisitions by, by chances right. for a lot of the sellers. So... Um, there are times that some customers, you know, some of our users just wanted to um, sell the items quickly, uh, maybe not liquidate quickly, but they want to have a better sell-through rate to improve perhaps their, um, their buy box in a win percentage or even to have a larger pool of available FBA inventories because we all know that Amazon is now restricting sellers um, based on how well the products get sold on Amazon. So the worst performing ones just don't get that large of our FBA inventories size. And I think um, a lot of times that if a seller does want to to um, have a higher sell-through rate, they can use the AI to do that because AI does take that into account as well. And if you set it properly um, with the um, equalizers, it will try to improve the sell-through rate of that items and you will sort of um, analyze for the past 90 days how well this product has sold. And then it would set up um, proper perimeters for it to actually get sold at a healthy sales velocities. And then what Eric mentioned is, you know, with the FBA sell-through rate, you could actually check that on your Amazon Seller Central if you're using yeah. FBA. So you go, to, uh, you go to your inventory, go to inventory planning, mm-hmm. and you look at the account health, yeah. and then it's going to show you the sell-through rate. Mm-hmm. And that's based on 90 days and also the inventory that yeah. you have. And then if you want to do a scientific approach of picking the AI rule, then you could look at that and you could determine which AI rule you're going to use. And then that's going to give you some guidance as well of which AI rule to use. 
uh, based on the sell-through rate. Yeah. So you know that that's that's how you can pick uh, the AI rule. And then the I think you know we we do need to mention also about you know what's the difference? What are the main difference between the AI rule and that that we offer compared to uh, rule-based rules, out, algorithmic? And then you know what are the main differences? Yeah. So. Yeah, like we mentioned before, right? Because yeah. the algorithmic rules are a lot more restrictive in terms of the, I think, the repricing um, settings, you know, because it has a set of parameters that it needs to follow suit. And AI is a lot more robust in that regard. It would um, have different parameters triggered by different compet- competing um, scenarios. So, yeah, I do think that in that aspect, um, AI reprices can perform much better, especially when you get a lot of our new comp- competing sellers coming in to sell the same listings uh, as you may do in Q4. And this is why we do have a lot of um, and, like, repricing users switch over to AI and they do see a significant boost in result. Yes. One of the things I'm thinking, guys, is I'm, as I'm listening to you, to you talk through this, and for those who don't have the visual, that would have helped. You know, But mm-hmm. basically, just think of five different levels, five different settings. You've got everything from aggressive, like, you know, I'm kind of thinking, and this may be an oversimplification, but an aggressive strategy that says, hey, get rid of this stuff. I'm kind of done with it. The expiration date is coming. There's too many sellers now. Get rid of this aggressively. All the way up to, and I was thinking examples from my own inventory. We have some items where I'm okay waiting a while. It's It's an FBM item, maybe even, right? It's sitting on my shelf in my storage warehouse, I know eventually it's going to sell for a nice margin. I, and I want the repricer to bump around a little bit, but I don't want it to just go into the to the dirt and, and go down to my lowest possible price. I want it to be aggressive uh, and stay high on my, so that, you know, and I'm not going to get a storage fee. That's the reason I mentioned mm-hmm. Merchant Fulfill. There's no storage yeah. fees involved there. It's sitting on my shelf. So I don't have to worry about Amazon saying, up. Oh, you've had that a while now. We're going to start hitting you with fees. It's FBM. So I'll probably be more aggressive there in the other direction of keeping that price higher. And if once I do win the buy box, I want to inch it up pretty aggressively. Um, so that's the difference in the settings. But one of the things you just mentioned, Samuel, that uh, was of interest to me, uh, we've been looking for a, a while now for an in, a, some, a report in Amazon or something that tells us the velocity of our inventory when it's in stock. Does that make sense? Because so many items are hard to find. I may have it for a few weeks and then I'm sold out for a few weeks. And then I have it for a few weeks and then it's sold out for a few weeks. Do you happen to know, and this is getting off topic a little bit, but do you happen to know, is there a way to know how fast does an item sell only when it's in stock? Have you ever heard that challenge before? Does that question make sense to you? I can rephrase it. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good question. And then um, we have some sellers who have contacted us about that. And then again, like um, what, what we've done, like, for sign, like we we found that using the FBA sell through rate, uh, if it if if the product is already in FBA, like that that's a good way to see, uh, you know how fast your products are selling, right. and then that's a way that you can pick. And another way, definitely, you could also check the quantity that you have when you have do you have a lot of the inventory or do you have less of it? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about we go from having 20 units to zero for a few weeks. Yeah, then we I have think, 30, um, and then we have zero for a couple months, and then you yeah. look at it. Look at a six-month window of your data, and it's hard to read because you're factoring in all the times when you hit zero. I think a lot of a lot of sellers' inventory looks that way. Where that might be a challenge for you guys to to tackle too for your engineers is 
how fast does this item sell when it's in stock? It's not always in stock. And that's the reality for a lot of sellers now is it's not always in stock. And I don't think Amazon provides that data to us. So you can ignore the times when you're out of stock and see what's the true velocity of this inventory mm-hmm. when it is available. And that helps you, you know, make more intelligent decisions as well. I was just curious if you guys had ever tackled that problem as we're thinking all yeah. these factors through. Yeah, like um, Samuel said as well, uh, it is definitely a very good question. And as I've mentioned before in, um, you know, in the previous questions, that um, sales velocity does get taken into account in a average price and from the um, the meetings that we had with our you know before we launched the AI, you know we actually had to discuss how the um, AI repricer should be built, and you know it does take into account of the items that are in stock to calculate the sales velocities. So when it is out of stock, that set of data isn't really being considered because we do know you know because there are times that sellers may not replan you know replenish their inventories for a certain period of time, maybe for you know and then maybe they have some. Um, replan droughts, the um, the listing that they sell could just happen to be out of stock for like two months. And then once when that items get restocked and they just you know, start selling again, the calculation may be different because the sales velocity will be different in each different period of sales. But yeah, but that does get taken into account. And if it's out of stock, usually the repricer will not reprice that items. And we yeah. have a setting in our uh, software uh, for products that go out of stock. Yeah. So you could actually set it in... You could set the setting where if the product goes out of stock, then it would pause the repricing. Yeah. And then once you replenish it, then you can yeah. actually pick, you know, how do you want to reprice? Yeah. You want to reprice from your maximum price. Yeah. You want to re- you'll go from the minimum price. So we have a setting that is for customers yeah. that have but, this um, issue. Yeah, but I just want to yeah. add that, um, yes, uh, it does get hit. I think the, um, the issue with the, so for example, like the out of stock and in stock one for the young sales velocities, but um, the AI does um, calculate the, I think the sales velocity when the item is in stock. So I don't think it does take the consideration, take the um, you know, out of stock into consideration. Otherwise, that would skew the data. So exactly. Um, exactly. yeah, that wouldn't really be yeah, an issue an for, for AI repricer. Yeah, because that's important detail. Think about I think it. the reality yeah. for a lot of sellers again to restate and reframe the topic, which you guys yeah. are addressing beautifully. By the yeah. way, is if, yeah, thank you. If, <laughs> I have 20 of an item and I sell out and I sell out fast. Mm-hmm. So I was excited about it. Mm-hmm. Then I go three yeah. or four months and I can't find it. And then I yeah, find absolutely. it again. I don't want yeah. the repricer thinking it took me. I don't yeah. want it calculating in all that dead time yeah. where I didn't That's, have the item. Into absolutely. The absolutely. Right. So yeah. I love that you, so in that setting you talked of Samuel, is that a one-time switch I turn on and say, Hey, ignore when this is out of stock, ignore the velocity, ignore, don't adjust the repricer. Mm-hmm. Is that a one-time yes, setting? Yeah. Do I have to turn it on yeah. and off? As so, I get- so to answer your, your question, like it, it's a setting in the general settings, which you can set for your listings, and you can also know what, how it behaves once you replenish the stock. And then the other one, Eric was mentioning, that the AI does take in consideration uh, if you're out of stock, if your competitor's out of stock. So it, it, it will take those into consideration uh, when it reprices for you. Yeah. yeah. So we have considered that. Yeah. Uh, but for the very detailed explanation, you know, we have a team, we have a large team of engineers. Uh, they would do a much more detailed explanation. So in, in case, you know, for yeah. the audience who are not satisfied by our answer. Yeah. I think we can even derive from these questions is that because there are times that sellers may also see suppressed buy box, right? When the, um, some, you know, when some listings are just suppressed and um, the buy box suppressed. So in that, when that happens, AI does deal with that as well and deals it very intelligently. So you would try to um, set a price that could actually get sold when it's not being in the buy box. 
instead of being the other authors. So yes, yeah, AI does learn a lot of the intricacies in the Amazon Firebox algorithms and try to replicate that to optimally reprice. Well, I'm loving the answer here. Just and even for those of us, those of us who are listening, maybe today, and and they're thinking, "Man, that sounds complicated." Well, just imagine this scenario: you've got two, three, four hundred replans, which isn't hard to do. If we teach people how to do this all the time, they go from never selling anything online before to I've got a few hundred products I'm selling now. And the challenge is just getting shoppers out there and getting the products sent in, and just finding the time to do those tasks. But they sell profitably. The, the next challenge you run into is you're going through your products frequently and repricing to stay competitive, either up or down. And Amazon, last time I checked, I haven't looked in a while, they offer their own reprice, but all it does is go one direction. <laughs> you know, they, don't, they don't intelligently raise the price back up. It, does Amazon still have a reprice? I haven't seen it in a long time. I think they do. Amazon has a, um, they call it automated uh, pricing. pricing tool. And yeah. then what, it, what it does, it, simple it, rule it, will, it, it has some simple rule base, but you know the difference is that once you get the buy box, uh, there's no more actions you can take. It will not right. raise your price back up. Yeah, right. So that's that's a difference because I mean Amazon's purpose, um, you know, is to serve its customers, and they want to exactly. get the lowest price. The buyers. So a lot of the, the buyers, right? So um, for the sellers, um, now they have a huge. They have traffic, and now they're charging a lot of money for advertising and you know PPC ads and everything. So now um, you know. Their their goal is not to is not to help Amazon sellers make tons of money. Right? They they yeah, want to get yeah. the customers there and the cheapest then, price, right? Yeah, and then, yeah, then the most competitive price. Yeah. So yeah. so that's a, that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it keeps repricing, like you said, in one yeah. direction, and it, we rarely see it ever reprice up. And mm-hmm. once you get the buy box, uh, there's not much exactly. settings you can do. And, and this then, is also why you should choose Pico because we care about the Amazon sellers. These yeah. Amazon sellers are our customers, and we are also a customer centric company. Yes. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know, if the sellers are making money, mm. uh, then they can invest in the tools. And then, like you mentioned, you know, a lot of the problem uh, is you know they don't have enough shoppers, they don't have enough people prepping for them, and they don't have enough uh, time to do the repricing themselves as well. That's so, right. You know, with a repricer, it saves that time so that you know they could be spending it uh, on sourcing. And I know, Jim, you're an expert in this field. You have so many different courses. You have a full spectrum. You know, starting from replans to go to wholesales, and even when you, you build up. And then so that's why people, you know, you need a repricer to save you that time so that you can spend a lot of time sourcing, uh, and then then you can also spend on the other activities, which will help you generate more money and you have a repricing expert such that AI repricing, which will continue to help you reprice up. So you actually get more profits from those products that you've uh, you spent a lot of time packing and sending them in. Yeah. It's, it's one of those tools that if you use it properly, it pays for itself very, very quickly, right? I mean, that is absolutely talking about it. You know, it increases the dollars per hour that you're making out of your business. Yeah, um, absolutely. So We've covered a lot of good ground here. I don't want to leave out anything that you guys were hoping to talk about. I'm looking over a few topics that we'd agree we were going to discuss. I think we've kind of shotgunned around and hit hit most of them. But what are some things that, what are some good habits that sellers should get into? This is a question we haven't hit yet. For like daily, weekly, monthly, I've got a repricer now. How much attention do I pay to it? Is this a set it and forget it? Each time I add a new ASIN, I throw it into the system? Or are there some daily, weekly, monthly tasks that I should be taking care of? I think there's definitely some uh, things, you know, like maintenance, right? Like you had to oil your engine, right? And you also, then you also want to check your listings. 
because because we're all diligent and we want to we want to you know be professional and so like on a monthly basis what you could do is you could sort out all the buy box win percentage every month to see and you can see all the ones you're not winning the buy box and you, you can see you know why you're not winning the buy box is it the rule is it setting is your price is not being competitive a lot of people they blame the repricer but sometimes you know like it it really depends on the sourcing as well and what you want to do is in our BeQuil software, you, also, you can also check the business reports. So you see your buy box win percentage. You see the listing performance. You can actually download them, compare. And one of the important filters to do is you want to see, you want to filter and you want to see all the listings that you have that competitor below min, which means that uh, your competitors are pricing below your minimum price for all those listings. So those listings, you're, you're not going to be able to get the buy box uh, typically. Yeah. And then um, if your competitors are pricing way below you. So you will need to check those listings uh, and you, you might need to even lower the prices for those. Uh, and then, then you can move on into other products that are more profitable down the road. There's also another setting that you can do on a weekly basis is you can see which of your listings are at the max price. And then so for those listings, you could actually make even more money. Then you could actually check you know, the competitor comparison to see you know, what is the highest price that someone is pricing this at. And you can actually price higher so you can actually make more money for those listings that you should gain. Let me say what you just said, because I want to make sure I'm trying to listen with the ear of new sellers, right? Because one of the first things you told us we have to do, Eric and Samuel, was to go through and assign a minimum and a maximum to all of our products. And then the repricer kind of takes over from there, depending on how aggressive we want to be. And you're saying from time to time, go in and look at how many of, am I spending a whole lot of time on my minimum price and not selling this item? It means I got competitors and look, there's a bunch of competitors below me. They found a better source or maybe Amazon jumped on and bought 50,000 units. And so my good price is not good anymore. Time to just get rid of that stuff, right? Or same, same side of the story, is my maximum price not high enough? I could be sitting on my maximum day after day after day and selling, winning the buy box at my maximum price. Man, I need to, I need to bump that up, get the margin where, where I can get it. So yeah, just rephrasing what you just said, you know, it kind of been from my own vantage point of you got to keep an eye on those guardrails that you set up because they need, may need to be expanded or shrunk or moved, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing to look at is you can look at the, you know, definitely focus on the ones that you're repricing that's active that you're active listings, right? And you can see the ones that you have a lot of quantity. And then for those products, you have a lot of quantity that you're still not selling, then you, you might need to go in and you, you might to do some additional calculation. And we actually have a free profit calculator that pulls in the Amazon referral fees, the Amazon fees for you to calculate. Uh, and you can actually calculate your min price and your max prices very accurately, especially for those products that you have a large quantity of. And then Another thing is to look at, you know, which which products, which rule is really working for that type of products. So if you're selling, if your buy box, you know, is is above 50% for some of the products you're selling, then you got to go out and source more of those products because you're winning the buy box for those products and you're selling them out. And then so those products, you know, th- those will be your best performers as well. So that's definitely something that you can check on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. And then we also have the business reports. And then so that could be, you know, you can look at that on, on a monthly basis. But what you'll find is once you switch to uh, AI repricer, 
just after a day or two, for some of the listings, it will start repricing. And you will really see the activity uh, right on that listing. And uh, you'll see that it reprices a lot more and it will reprice up a lot more. And then, so you, you can really see the difference just by looking at that uh, daily. Yeah. It's much easier to set up too. Yeah. It's yeah. much easier to set up as well. Less, I'll say less maintenance. Yeah. 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 So for, you know, for the ones that uh, you're not winning the buy box, you know, you should review those on a monthly basis for sure. And then definitely there's also business reports and you can see, you know, what, what are the rules that you're doing and then, you know, whether you need to switch to different rules. Yeah. Maybe the rule that you're setting is not aggressive enough and you got to make some changes. Maybe the price and one last thing, you know, what that, that to do is uh, we, you could actually set, uh, when you get new listings in Amazon, you could actually automate, uh, you could set uh, automatic minimum and automatic maximum. You could actually set these uh, by uh, default. And then so when these new listings are pulled in from Amazon, then I would check the mins and the max. I think it's best to still do it individually, uh, unless all of the products that you source, you already have a certain margin that, that you've already sourced. Uh, because you know every product could be a little bit different, and you might want to make some uh, minor adjustments. Yeah, so that that's our recommendation. You know, to do on a daily, uh, on a weekly, and on a monthly basis. And this has been fantastic. I feel like uh, I'm doing a difficult balancing act in my head right now because I would love to spend time just for my own benefit, <laughs> but I'm afraid that's getting into the weeds too much for the general audience listener. So, in general terms. Let's do this. If I wanted to become very educated on how to take full advantage of what your tool can do, what BeQuil is capable of, how much time am I going to have to spend? Assuming I'm of average intelligence, you know, do you guys have training material videos you go through? What am I getting myself into to become a repricing expert or maybe just good enough at it that I can offload this confidently as a 90% automated task. You know, there's some weekly and monthly things I'm going to have to do. I want to keep an eye on. And I love that you mentioned, Samuel, as you're gathering your thoughts for, to answer that question, you mentioned sort your inventory. It's easily done in Seller Central. Sort your inventory from top to bottom. What do I have the most of? How's it doing? <laughs> that's where most of my money's sitting today is that one that's got the most units, right? How's it doing? You need to do that, if not daily, frequently. Right. And your tool helps helps you make intelligent decisions on this. But if I want to become really good with a repricer and take full advantage of it, what's the educational curve look like? What am I committing myself to here? I think the best way to be the um, expert in repricing or not just be adequate is to watch Samuel's videos <laughs> on his um on our YouTube channel, definitely. And you can you can always um, you know, people can always contact Be Cool. Uh, we have great support and we can handheld you. To set out all the rules, and I think the um, the most important thing in using a repricer is to is to get the know how. So once when you when you have the know how, you'll start developing your own skill set in setting out the repricer, and also you will have a more understanding on how your you know prices can be repriced and to optimally win the buy box. Yeah, I think um, it really depends, right? Like, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this question in two parts, <laughs> right? The first part would be like, let's say you're a you know, relatively new seller and you maybe have about 100 listings and using like the 80-20 principle, right? Like you, you're going to focus 20% you know, of your listings, the ones you have tons of quantity, the ones that are making you the profits, the ones that you have good ROIs, the ones that you could actually double, maybe with 100% ROI on some of them, you're going to focus on those. So that's going to be 20. And then then it's very, very simple to go in and just set the min, the max, and then pick a rule. 
So it's really simple. So you can do 20, you just do the setting, you could do it in about 10 minutes. And then you just have to pick the rule. And then for picking the rule, you know, you can look at our guidelines. So that in itself, the whole process uh, after you get it set up, I would say maybe a few hours, maybe in within two days, because the first day you're going to be downloading all your listings. So that's if you're, uh, you know, if you're a new seller, maybe without 100 listings. Let's say you're an advanced seller. Let's say someone like like you, Jim. You know, maybe you have uh, thousands of listings. Right. In that case, uh, it would really depend. Uh, if you've gone through the work of setting the mins and max before, then you could actually import them uh, using an upload file, and that's really quick. So once you put it into the, uh, we have a we have an upload template, and we have videos that teaches you how to uh, how to put in all the data. Then you could actually import that into uh, Be Cool, and we also have the Inventory Lab integration, which pulls in all the costs for you. Yeah. So for the people who haven't set the min and max. You would pull if you're using inventory labs. You would pull that uh, from inventory labs to pull the cost. So you have all the costs. Then you could use the profit calculator to set your mins and max, or you could also set it on an Excel sheet and then import that in. So if you set the min and max before already, then you could import that in and get used to our interface and using the rules. Uh, that can take a couple of days as well. If you have to reset all the mins and max because that's what takes the longest amount of time. Uh, we also have a bulk upload feature, a bulk a bulk setting feature. And for the bulk setting feature, you can then the, then the process is you would group them into different groups depending on how much margin that you want to make, how much ROI, and then you do the settings for that. So it really depends how many listings and how many type of categories do you have. Uh, so if you have just a few categories, then it would be pretty quick. If it's complicated, it'll be then it would take longer amounts of time. So that's the different type of sellers. That's a very detailed explanation. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what I just heard you say, you know, I'm asking, my question was, how much time do we have to spend educating myself? Not a whole lot. I mean, you know, there's some videos you can watch, things you can learn. The nice thing here is the AI, the artificial intelligence is taking care mm. of the, the heavy lifting. The, the real work is just getting your listings imported in and getting the minimums and maximums set up. If you've never yeah. done that before, there's going to be a little work doing that. If you've Got it somewhere else, either an inventory lab or in yeah. Amazon itself. You got your minimums and maximums set up. It's going to import right over. But yeah. that's that's the only heavy lifting, really. It's not like you've got to study six to ten hours of repricing philosophies, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, and I love that you something you hit on too, Samuel. I think there's some good generic advice in there for all of us. The eighty twenty rule, the Pareto principle. If you take a good look at your data, this applies to all of us at any size. Twenty percent of our efforts are producing 80% of our results. And that's true. If you've got a list of 100 ASINs or 1,000 or 10,000 ASINs, 80% of your revenue results and excitement is coming from those top 20%. So pay attention to them. And I would also say, this is just some generic advice for all of us. Look at that bottom 20%. They're causing you a lot of unnecessary work. The other 80% of your work could be coming from that bottom 20%. That's just dead weight. Maybe time to chop it off and a good repricer is going to help you identify that. If you lower on your price and you're still not getting sales, don't blame the repricer. <laughs> like you guys said, maybe you've got some bad products in there. It's time to chop off that bottom 20%. Do that frequently. It's just a big waste of time. It's dragging the whole thing down. So yeah, it's beautiful. Well, what, here's another question I had for you guys, just kind of jumping around randomly, but these are things that I think of and I see popular topics on the, you know, when it comes to repricing, I've heard it said, and some people swear by what I'm about to say is true, that if a 
product is just kind of sitting there and nothing's happening and it's not exciting. It, it looks good on Keepa. The data looks good, but it's just not selling and just not winning the buy box. You have, even maybe you have a repricer set up. Is there anything to wiggling the price around, bumping it up a penny, down a penny, you know, up a dime, down a dime, just to like get Amazon's attention? Hey, we're moving the price. We call it the wiggling the price method. Have you guys ever seen any evidence one way or the other that there's anything to that? Hmm. Yeah, interesting. We do have schedule, don't we? Yeah, we, we do have a schedule function. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so this is more of an advanced tip, yeah, but we're going to share about this anyway. So we have an oscillation strategy. So you could actually set a scheduler to reset your price to the max. And it, it's an attempt to try to move up the average prices like uh, of, of this listing. Right. So uh, let's say you have, you're selling a pair of uh, Air Max shoes and then you know, it's, it's priced down to maybe eighty nine ninety nine, and then uh, it's been there for a while. So you could actually set a scheduler to, let's say, it's at midnight. You know, at three or four a.m. when there's very few people, and you can reset it to the max price in an attempt to move the price up. In general, so if if you were to do that manually, you would have to go in and just set it yourself manually, like what you said, the wiggle room. But if you're using the AI, and then you have the mins and the max, you know, there's enough area, then it, it would actually move to prices. So, you do, so you'll see a, you bump you'll it see a lot percent? more pricing. Does uh, it have to be a set dollar when you bump it up? I, I, and I'm asking because I know for a fact, like Rich Potter, he's doing our proven wholesale sourcing.com training for us. And that's something he every morning. I think he's using Bequil. He'll correct me if I'm he'll correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure, but I'm pretty sure he is. But every morning it sounds like that's what he's doing. He said he bumps all his prices up. And hoping his competitors will go, oh, wow, we're up there now and follow up. If they don't, well, he goes back down into where he was, you know, to have a shot at the buy box. But it can that be a percentage or does it have to be a set dollar amount? It's a setting where uh, you can you can actually set. It can be a percentage. It could be a percentage. It could be a specific amount, right? Set amount. Mm -hmm. It could also go to your max uh, or a fixed amount as well. Mm -hmm. So you could actually do all that setting. But the important part is, you know, to combine the AI repricer with that. Because once you change that, uh, you want to quickly get that buy box again, right? Because you might lose the buy box a little bit, and then you want to get it back right away. Yeah. Right. So it's important. If the other sellers uh, don't follow you up. You're if the other back. sellers yeah. don't follow, if they follow you, it's great. If they, they follow don't, you, that's great. We're all happy up here now. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I love it because you know, just to get into the land of what's legal and what isn't. If I were to get on the phone and call those other three Amazon sellers and say, "Hey, guys." I think if we all bumped our price up about 40%, we'd all still be doing great. That's actually illegal. It's called price yeah, right. Price fixing. You're not allowed yeah. to do that. But I can raise my price if I want and hope they notice. And if they do and they raise their price too, well, now we're all, you know, assuming the customers are willing to pay that price, uh, you know, the customer ultimately gets the final vote. Are they willing to spend that money? But if, if they are, then we're all playing at a higher level. So we always love to see the, the buy box price creeping upwards on a handful of solid. And it does happen. Another beautiful scenario I love to see, this is one to throw past you, is when, you know, maybe it started off, there were five of us selling a product, then there were three, then two, and now I'm the only one selling this product. And maybe I've got my maximum price. It's time to start bumping that up. If I change to a new maximum price and it's just me, well, it's, do you have a setting that can slowly raise up? I don't want to jump up $50. I want to jump up a dollar or two every day. Is there anything like that that, that uh, can be set up for those ASINs? Well, you could do that in two ways, right? The first way is to the rule base, uh, where you could actually set a certain percentage, a certain dollar, 
when you have the buy box ownership, uh, when there's no other competitors. But the other way is using the AI, and the AI will make sure that even if there's new competitors, you'll still continue to hold on and you continue to have the buy box. And in that scenario, you would pick one of the rules that raises the price, uh, get you more profit per unit, such as the AI sales, uh, AI profit profit booster. booster, Yeah, or profit maximizer. profit maximizer. Even equalizer sometimes does do that. So those those would be some of the settings. For for us, like the merchant fulfilled items where these are some of the bigger ticket, like these are items I'm spending 300 maybe two or three hundred dollars for right. when I sell one, I make fifty to seventy dollars, you know, after all things considered. But I'm I'm not sending them to FBA. Uh, we're just keeping them on our own shelf here in this case. On those, I've kind of manually been going in, but I'm looking forward to having a setting that can say, okay, you know, we're not going to get real aggressive chasing the price down. But as as we win the buy box, we want to slowly bump the price up. But it sounds like it can do just about anything. So yeah, we, we're our our AI uh, repricer is both for FBA and FBM. Mm-hmm. And just to give you an example, uh, we had a seller who was selling a used book and there was maybe five uh, different FBM sellers on there. And he, he was an FBA seller. And then, then there's a number of other FBA sellers as well. So normally, you know, as a, if you're FBM seller, you're going to have to have a price advantage in order for you to beat out the FBA. Uh, that's, that's just how it works, right? So in, in this scenario, they use one of the AI repricing rules I think they used the AI equalizer. And then what happened is the AI raised its price to go above the FBM, but right below one penny under the other FBA who had a better rating, who had uh, more feedback than, uh, than he did. And so he was able to get that. Uh, and he sold the product uh, that was a very expensive uh, used book. Uh, it's a very special book. It's, it was about 160 something dollars. And he sourced that. Uh, for just a fraction of that, yeah. So it's similar to what you're mentioning. Like a, this, this is actually a, a example that real world example that you could find from one of our. So uh, even on a single sellers. unit product, a repricer could be a big advantage. You know, it's not like these are the only. You're not using repricer just for the products that you've gone in really deep. I mean, by definition, a replens business is you're not going in deep on ninety five percent of the products that you have right. at any given time. You've got a handful of them. And a repricer can really help you juggle uh, those prices up and down as needed. Uh, so I, I'm super excited about this. I think it's going to be something that really helps a lot of folks out. I love this budding relationship and partnership that we have with you guys. Uh, I love the transparency, how long you've been doing it. I've come to really learn. You know, I've been doing this 20 years and I've, I've got a newfound respect for people that have some years under their belt, if you know what I mean. Like the new guys that come along with the great flashy story. That doesn't impress me. It's like, get back to me when you've been doing it seven years, you know, because now you actually know how the world works and you don't just have a flashy story. You guys have been doing this a decade. So I love working with you guys and you're actually helping my mom and I go through our own account right now and sharpen things up with our thousand plus listings. So I really appreciate that as well. But anything you guys wanted to put out there before we start to wrap this up and maybe we should re-mention the, the special offer and how folks can get that and what's involved with that. We mentioned it at the very beginning of the show in the intro, but let's hit that again and, and just remind folks what we've got for them. Well, I, I think, um, you know, you, you're absolutely right. Like you've been in the business, you know, definitely one of the top coaches, except, you know, it's more than 17 years in this. And if you're in here, a lot of these guys are moving to cryptocurrencies, other products, but you're, you're focused on, you know, Amazon business and you give them so much value and advice. And there's people out there, they're the new guys, they're, they're selling their courses for thousands and thousands of dollars. And they're taking your courses and kind of uh, repackaging them 
right? So yeah, you don't um, have to tell me. I see it all day. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, you know some of the things that we want to share, and I'm going to get Erickson, you know, his feedback here, like. What is something that we want to share with the audience? Yeah, because yeah, constantly, yeah, because I'm um, Jim, you are one of the most well-known figure uh, in this Amazon seller space, and we do get a lot of users asking, "Oh, do we have any collaboration with um, James? You know, from the my silent teams?" And yes, um, this time we're gonna do. We, we're gonna we're gonna have. For example, finally right, made it yeah, finally, you know, it's about time, right? So yeah, um, so oh, you know, anyone who signs up signs up from um Jim, your link, your landing page. Um, you're gonna get 30 days free trial um, for Repricing Central, so that's um, usually it's 14 days. So you get like a full one month free trial to test our Repricing Central. So you can basically get um, you know, a repricer um, from Jim from the landing page. And do remember to contact us because if you do sign up from Jim's landing page uh, link and then come to us and ask if you can be eligible for extra AI listings. Uh, AI listings for the AI repricer, uh, we can grant you that for free as well. So we we have an offer right now that we can offer you uh, 1,000 AI listings if you do sign up from Jim's link. So yeah, that's a um, pretty good deal. And yeah, we, we have a lot of um, customers always asking us, you know, about uh, can we get extra listings for AI? We usually, usually say no. But this time, if you do sign up from Jim's link, you get it, 1,000 AI listings. Yeah, it has to be from Jim's link. It has to be from Jim's yeah, yes. link. That uh, link is silentgym.com slash repricer. And, and we'll put it in the show notes as well, as, along with the graphic that Samuel shared with us earlier and any of the resources we talked about today. But silentgym.com slash repricer, R-E-P-R-I-C-E-R, repricer. And we mentioned it in the introduction as well. So if you're, if you're jogging or if you're driving right now, no need to slam the brakes and write it down. Just go to silentgym.com. Go to the show notes for this episode. It's all there for you. But you guys have put together an incredible deal for those who want to either transition to an artificial intelligence repricer from whatever it is they're using now, or for those who are thinking, it's probably time for me to start using a repricer. I'm going through and changing prices too much in this business it's time to automate this thing and it's going to pay for itself very quickly. So beautiful. Yeah. Very, very well done today, guys. Am I leaving anything else out? I love spending time with you today. I hope everyone else feels like they got as good of an education as I did. I definitely learned some new things today and I'm excited to get into be cool as we're getting it set up on our own account and adjust some of these settings myself. But what else do you guys want to end with? Any other final thoughts before we I, I, I think up? one of the things that Eric told me earlier is like, you know, you, you need to be persistent. Like it's like running a marathon, like the Amazon business, right? And then you have to build, you know, block by block. So you, you want to grow your Amazon empire like one step at a time. So you when you first start out, you might use OA, RA, and then, then maybe you move on to replets. And then, then in somewhere in between, you start using a repricer to get you more. And then you ought to join a community, a group to have the right coaches, to have the right people teaching you how to source. So, you know, go find Jim. And then you don't, you don't want to give up, you know, when you, when you first, maybe some of the products you sell are not making money and you want to move to a different product that right? you don't right. stay yeah. loyal to one product unless it's a product that continues to give you profits. Mm-hmm. So that's one last thing we wanted to get. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Oh, I think it's pretty, I think it's sound up pretty well. Yeah. And also if you want to learn sourcing, sourcing smartly, you know, you got to find the right coach and yeah, Jamie's the guy. Well, thanks for that guys. I really appreciate it. And, you know, from, from one 
guy who's been around in this industry for a long time to another couple of guys who've been doing it the right way for a long time with a great reputation, you know, just, you know, keep going strong. And, and I love the advice that you gave slow and steady wins the race. Basically we say it around here all the time. That there's just no such thing as an opportunity where you just hit the ground running and make a bunch of money fast. Business is work. It's risk. It's a long-term commitment. And this is a beautiful business model. If something better comes along, I'm going to start talking about it. But the reason I've been talking about Amazon for about 15, well, actually Amazon about 12 years now, we've been coaching for 17, but Amazon about 12 years because it's the best business model out there. If that ever changes, you know, well, we may have to go start doing something else, but right now it still is. And you guys are offering a great tool to our community for those who are taking this business seriously. I think you're going to see a lot of new people coming on board and I hope, I hope they'll take full advantage of the offer that you guys have. Silentgym.com slash repricer is the deal. It's the repricer that we're using on our account. And just for full transparency too, we have other repricers. We, you know, we have a team of about a hundred people. When you look at our coaches and our consultants and our experts, content creators, if you wanted to hear an interesting debate, get us all in the room talking about repricers because some people, they've been grandfathered in for years on their favorite and they've got all their settings or whatever, but you know, I'm a be cool guy. That's where we're going now is with people. So that's what we're using here. And a good number of other leaders on our team are as well. And so uh, it, it's a great place to go, but you, this is the strongest partnership relationship we have right now with a repricer as well as with you guys. So appreciate you coming on and spending the time. And, and for those who don't know, these guys are up in the middle of the night as I'm recording. Let, let me, <laughs> it's getting, they're getting, you guys are still awake. I don't know if you're on caffeine or what, but it's the middle of the night for you because you're in Taiwan and I'm here in the US. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. But uh, we're, we're, we're passionate about, comments, I'll wrap this one you know, up. Go ahead. You know, we're passionate about Repricer. And so it gets us excited talking about yeah. it. And then uh, seeing all the customers being successful. And we're, we're very excited, but we're going to be having a, some new product launches very, very shortly, yeah, which is going to greatly even improve your results even more. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's not a one-time deal. It's like you continue to upgrade, we continue to improve our systems. And if you have feedback or suggestions, let us know, and then we'll be able to implement them for you. That's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's very much a partnership between your, your engineers and what you guys have built in our community and the other sellers and repricers are custom built perfect for people, especially doing some of those models that we train, the replens model, which we're better at than anyone in the world. And that's custom made for repricers because of all the ASINs that you're dealing with, all the products you're dealing with. So great job. Good hanging out with you guys today. So I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a second as we wrap this one up and let Samuel and Eric get some sleep because that's the middle of the night here. I'm just Thank getting you, with my day, but it's been a true pleasure hanging out with you guys. And, and for all the listeners, Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. I know we got a little nerdy, a little technical maybe with repricers, but ultimately it's about you making more money and automating and systemizing your business. That's what we talked about today. So if we lost you a little bit along the way, got into the weeds a little bit, hey, that's okay. Just make a note to yourself. Hey, if I've got more than just a handful of products that I'm trying to sell on Amazon, I can make more money if I use a repricer. And Bequel is the one I should go check out and turn on. You have to spend a couple hours, like Samuel said, getting set up. But then after that, you check on it every once in a while, tweak a few things, and it's doing the heavy lifting for you, helping you win the buy box and stay competitive. That was the whole point of the of the message today. Maybe you could have just skipped and listened to that 30 seconds and got it. But <laughs> that's what we talked about today. So God bless all the business building warriors out there. It was a pleasure hanging out with you today. Thanks to my guests. They were awesome. And we will have another awesome episode like this one again for you very soon. Talk to you then. 
Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.